Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Lord, we worship you. We thank you that you are here. We thank you that you chose to be here, that you chose to meet us this morning. Lord, we don't treat you like a moral, like an ethic, like an object. We know that you are here. We know that you spoke this place into being. We know that you breathed into us so that we could breathe into others. The most precious message. So God, we thank you and we come before you. We come before you, Lord, as children, as needing to hear from you, Lord. We don't claim to have the wisdom. We don't want the wisdom of man because we need the wisdom of God. Help us this morning, Father. Help us, Holy Spirit. I pray that you breathe on your word Nobody wants to hear from me. They want to hear from you because that's the only word that will do any good damage. So we need your word and we thank you. We honor your name. Please just praise Jesus for a moment. Just give him the glory. Thank you, Lord. You can, you can sit. Thank you so much. Shafa. Oh, Apologize if some tongues fall out. Uh, well, I, I had the privilege of meeting with Pastor Josh. He gave me a generous portion of his time the other day, and that was wonderful. And he's asked me to share some things with you. So I'd like to tell you a little bit about how I came to know the Lord Jesus. But then I would like to give you an invitation and set some things before you. So... I was thinking about this yesterday and the Lord gave me a, a rewording of this because many hear this and many would announce something like this. They say, I was brought up in a Christian home and the Holy Spirit stopped me and he said, is that true, son? Because you need to ask the question, what on earth is a Christian home? We went to church on a Sunday. We didn't swear on Monday, but we were back in hell on Friday. I don't know if that's what the Lord Jesus intended by a Christian home. And that's nothing against my parents. That's nothing against anyone. But it is saying that there is much more. There is much more. Because as I grew, I, I, by the way, I, I surrendered my life to the Lord Jesus, whatever that meant at the time when I was four years old, because I didn't want to go to hell. So I decided, Lord, I need you. I don't want to go there. So I prayed a prayer and I made a confession and I believe God honors that. He honors your word too. Did you know that? He honored my word at four years old. But then I went through life and I just went to church and I thought that was okay and I didn't know any better. And then the Lord Jesus started to show me things as I went along. He started to, to unravel the scripture to me. And I saw things in there that I didn't see anywhere else. And I had some friends who were out seeking the Lord. This is, I was around 17. And they were seeking the Lord and they were going and praying at night. And they, they started to see, think, speak of things of the Holy Spirit. 
And I'd heard of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't really know that He was real. Let me assure you that the Holy Spirit is real. He's alive and well, and He's not out there. He's in here, and you just need to open the door and let Him out. Holy Ghost. So I started to seek, and then I I was going pretty well at some things in my life. But my dad left, and I always describe dad left the home, I should say, and the family. And I describe this like an airplane that's flying along at altitude, and one of the doors gets ripped open, and everything gets sucked out. That's what happened in my house. I was the eldest, I am the eldest of six kids. And my mum was left there from children from 16 to 4 years old with a mortgage and a car loan. And my dad went off with someone from his work. And my brothers younger down from me saw that and they saw this man that was preaching to us the way to live, go and do that. And they went off the rails, I would say, is a mild term. Stealing cars, I wrote a song about it just before. Taking drugs and doing things I didn't. By the Lord's grace, he held me much tighter. I don't know why. But my brothers are still away from the Lord, and we pray for them every day. I have a reminder, and I I do it diligently by the Lord's grace. And this morning, I'm just going to stop there and say that you can ask for anything from the Lord. And you can ask for the sons and the daughters to come home, and God will hear your prayer. And you can ask for your wife and your husband to come home and God will hear your prayer. I want to give you the faith. That's a gift from God this morning. He will do it. He said he will do it. So I went along and I started to encounter things of the Holy Spirit. I got baptized when I was 18 in water because I knew, because, you know, when you seek the Lord like I was doing a little bit, just dabbling with him. But he takes you up, whatever he can get, he will pounce on because he's that good. You know, our ability to seek the Lord is, is not that good compared to his ability to find us. Holy Ghost. And so, starting to seek the Lord, he drew me away and he led me to go under the water as a massive statement to heaven and hell about who I was now property of. That's a good thing to do. There's plenty of water around here. So I did that, and then I stumbled along looking for a, a still a cavity because I didn't understand sonship. I just knew things about church, and I knew lots of theology, and I was pretty clever at arguing with people, but I didn't have a revelation of who I was. Oh, yeah, hectic. Holy, maybe it's the all with unveiled faces. That's why, no, the mask thing, (laughs) if you want. And uh, I stumbled away and I got led into some things of extreme Laodicean lukewarmness. Did you notice the irony? Extreme lukewarmness. And it is true. And it is the most crippling problem because you're neither hot nor cold. And you, your heart, when it's there, can't be dealt with until you hit the floor. And that is the problem. I love to go down here to the beach. 
I go for a run about once a week down through the national park and I'm confronted with that spirit everywhere. And I say, Lord, I know, Lord, that we're just having a little time together here, but sometimes really it burdens my heart. And all my friends at the moment, I'll just jump off to a track. They're all in Africa. They're all preaching the gospel and people will stop in the street and listen. They'll drive up and preach the gospel and people will listen and get saved. But I walk around here and it seems like that's not the case. But let me say one thing. If you preach the original gospel, you get the original results. You don't need to wait for the ripeness of the harvest. The harvest is ripe. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. And the Word is the power of God. And when you throw the Word out, it will do what it was sent to do according to His Word. So God just needs some people to preach the Word. There are many ways to do that. But the best way is to do it like this. That is to preach the Word. Holy Ghost. You don't have to wrap it up. You don't have to do anything special. If you're a clumsy as, and you preach the word, and you seek the Lord, he will breathe on it, and he will send it. And I so often come down from here, and people say, that was an amazing revelation. And I say, I know. I didn't know that that was coming out. But when I heard it myself, it was incredible. Because God is that good. And sometimes people will hear things that I don't even say. Just trust me. Go into the shop. Go into the counter and tell somebody, Jesus loves you and he died for you and he wants to purchase you back. I dare you to do it and see what happens. Or say this, I've done this before. Just do what Jesus said. Just take his word and say, excuse me, the kingdom of God is near. Oh, I didn't have an open door. Well, you just made one. So do that. If you have a car with Jesus on the side, the door is open. But more than that, if you are an immersed, Holy Spirit-filled son and daughter, you will glow, you will radiate. And that is the evangelist. The Holy Spirit is the evangelist. And he wants to deposit that in you today. So anyway, I went along. I had some struggles in my life. And God rescued me because he's that good that he does. I'll fast forward to a point I was broken, I was seeking the Lord, I was on my floor in my room and I'd been out for a few months going, God, what's going on in my life? I don't like it. And I was asking him to change the circumstances, but he didn't. But what he did do is he changed the way that I could deal with them because he filled me with himself. And I was on the floor in a mess of tears and the Holy Spirit came on me. And I felt this chill of warmth and goodness like I can't explain. And he still does it. (laughs) And he still comes because he's still the same in Jesus' name. And when you're open to him and when you yield to him, he will come and he will speak to your heart and he will wrap you in an embrace and he will fill you with new tongues and the power to preach the gospel and the power to prophesy and raise the dead and see the miracles happen. God will do that for you. He can speak through a bush or a donkey. He can even speak through JL. It's amazing. And he can do it to you as well.
people actually, just on that point, people would say, oh, that guy, he's so shy. He doesn't talk to anyone. And it's kind of true sometimes. But when the Lord comes, holy, when the Lord comes, it doesn't matter. Because he's that good that he doesn't mind what your personality is. You don't have to be an extrovert. Just be you, filled with the presence of God, and he will do what he wants. Hey. Jesus is holy. Ooh, you don't have much time. Okay. I will stop whenever you need. I have a scripture, as Bill Johnson says, to make it legal. It's from Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. And I believe that God wants to do this today because I haven't actually started my message yet. But I had a message that was really pretty. And um, it's called, Run with the Fire. It's called, Run with the Fire. Holy Ghost. And it says, I'm going to read this, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9. But if I say, I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, like a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. God wants to put his word in you. Some of you are amazing people and I am honored to be here like I said I know that you have read the word I know that there is a tremendous depth in fact that's why I came here because I could sense there was a foundation of concrete on the rock I could sense that the kindling was kindled I could sense that there were people who knew the Lord and who knew the word and I like that and I feel that God commends that He likes people who like the Word because He is the Word. But God wants to do something with the Word. And He wants you to have faith. And I I thought about this. It was from the Lord. And He said that the evidence of faith is works. When you enact faith, it becomes faith. If you say that you have faith, it doesn't do anything. But faith is faith when you enact faith. When you do something with faith, it becomes faith. This word that God has in you, it is in you. Trust that it is. You don't need to study for years and years. You should. But even if you take one part of his word and you believe it and you do it, it will do what it says it will do. It's that good. God is that good. And he loves you that much that he will move through you just to honor you. I describe it like this. I said to the guys, the worship guys the other night who are amazing and diligent. I said to them, it's like a pipe. We're not like a bucket of the glory of God. We are a pipe and one end is connected to heaven and one end goes out to the world because you know that God wouldn't evangelize the world by himself. He wouldn't even send the angels to do it. He sent you and me. And he said, there's a pipe that comes from heaven and it goes out into the world. 
And that pipe is full of selfishness. And that's a plug and it stops the glory. And it's full of our own agenda. And it's full of sin and bickering and fighting and disunity. And God, He says, son, daughter, if you will come to me every morning, if you'll come and seek me and you'll come and know me and learn from me, then I will start to move that out of the way and the, the river of living water can flow into the world. Do you know that God's desire, His will, His will is that the world, the earth, would be covered with the knowledge of His glory. Is that Himself and His glory would be covered by the whole earth. His will is that every person would hear from Him and know Him and love Him. That's why He gave us the thing that is marriage, because He wanted to speak to us through a human relationship about the kind of yearning His heart has. It's not for us. It's to speak to us about Him. Indeed, every human relationship that we have says something about Him. That's why Satan likes to contaminate them. Everything that God made points to Him. Our job is easy in the sense that we just have to point at something that He made and you say, did you see that? That's like Him. That's like my dad. So this word of Jeremiah, can you see? He said, this thing is in my heart like a fire. And it's in, in my bones. Do you know what's in your bones? That's where the blood is made. That's the marrow. The Word is in my heart and in my bones like a fire. And I can't sit still. And that's why this guy, when he's normally sitting still and he's normally being well behaved, this one here, and when the Word comes on him and he can't sit still because the Word is like a fire, a good fire. People have a problem with fire in the Scripture sometimes because they think that's judgment. Well, I don't really know, but I do know the fire definitely represents the presence of God. You see that in multiple places, in the bush, over the Israelites, in the tongues of fire. It's representative of God. It is also that talks about unquenchable fire. But all I can say is this, that if God asks you to have the fire, if he puts the fire in you now, you'd rather it in... Oh, heck, I can't say it. You would rather deal with the fire as he apportions it now than later. You would rather let the fire burn out the things that need to be burnt now than later. I can't speak on it. I don't know how Jesus did. I don't know how people throw it around. And we need to speak on it. Maybe I'm not mature enough. Or maybe I believe the word and it's hard. I don't want to preach judgment on anyone. I want to, to bless you and commend you. They said that my phone would turn off and it did. And that's all right. I want to tell you a story really quickly. I don't know the time, so someone just... Okay. I, this, this running with fire. So I, when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, the fire came on me and I ran 
It's really true. I ran. I used to race bikes and I thought, I don't need that anymore. Now the Lord is with me. I can run. So I ran and I ran and I found this schizophrenic. This was like on the same day or the, near the same day. And this guy was talking to himself and to the devil and to auntie, someone else. And he was, had all kinds of things going on. And I just was so enthused by the love of God that I said, can I buy you some breakfast? I had no idea what I was doing. I started to try to cast the devils out. Nothing happened, but I felt amazing that I was suddenly obedient to the Lord. And I ran home again, like I couldn't stop running. This was back a few years ago. And I I remember one other time I was in the cafe like I had a problem with, past tense, and, (laughs) Holy Ghost, and there was these people I was preaching to and I was late for work because I was so just in love with God. And it wasn't a duty for me. But let me say, just on that point, we need to keep coming to Him so it remains like that. Don't get in love with the work. It will fall very flat. And you'll think that it's you that did it. So I went along and I went along and I started to make some good decisions and some bad ones. But God in His grace was teaching me like He does to all of us. And I started on this bender of hearing the Lord's voice. Because I had some people who were saying some weird things and I was like, I have to hear for myself, Lord. If you want to speak, I thank you for the prophets. Thank you for all this other stuff. But I need to hear. And God will speak to you if you have that ear that's inclined. He wants to speak to you. A prophet is the last resort. You and him in the morning is where the business is done. He wants to speak to you. He didn't rip that curtain for no reason. He broke that guy from the top to the bottom so you can walk straight in at any time. Do you know my God said to me once, I said, Lord, I'm feeling a bit something today. I said, can I just cry on your shoulder? And he said, son, you can always cry on my shoulder. You know that you can always go to him. He's that good. Anytime, you know, you could dial out of here. Sometimes you just go, God, I need that voice. I need you. Just show me something, Lord, from you. I need to hear you. And I went like this and I was going out for hours seeking him. Saying, God, I need your voice. Because the people say things and I need, to, I need to understand what your word says. And he will meet you and he will answer you. If you're a sheep, you will hear his voice. That was that. I want to tell you quickly and then I'm really going to finish with an invitation. I was out here two years ago and I was driving just through that roundabout here. I was coming back. I think I'd been somewhere down there. Probably if I was driving that way. Well said. Revelation. (laughs) Holy Ghost. (laughs) You've got to break it up every now and then, eh? He's that good too. And I was driving in my car, like that's what you mostly do. And there was this boy, probably late teens, 18, 19, something like that. And he's running down the road at my car. And I love this story because it happened just there. You will drive if you drive that way, where I do. (laughs) We've got enough with the road. He was running to my car and on his face was a picture of death. I could see, I I just knew that he was in agony and torment. And he ran to my car and there was police chasing him. 
One of them I knew who was a wonderful godly man, by the way, and that gave me a bit of peace in my heart. But I knew that this boy had done something incredibly wrong. He was screaming, help me! Help me! He was screaming and I could hear it even though I couldn't. And I thought, Lord, that is a picture. That's a picture of our world. That's a picture of the people in our country who are screaming, help me. And they don't know what to do. They're going to the parties. They're going to the relationships. They're going to the drugs and the alcohol. And when they get older, they just go to work and get a better job and a new holiday house and a car. They're screaming, help me. And we have the answer. And it's the fire that's in your heart. It's the fire that's in your bones that they need. It's the Word of God unto salvation. That's what they need. They need the Word. I'm going to wrap it up. There are some people here today who need the Word, who are screaming, help me, who have come by the grace of God, because you know that what was happening out there is not what you were designed for. You were designed to be in love and loved by God. He made you in His image like a son and daughter, and He paid with the life of His Son, Jesus, on the cross. He took all of your junk. He deposited it in hell where it will burn forever, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. He rose again so that you can raise to new life with Him. Your old path will go. Your new one will come. You'll be a new creation. You will be born again. If you need that, I need you to stand up now. It's not embarrassing. Thank you for that. Because the Bible says that if you forfeit to acknowledge the Lord Jesus now, He won't acknowledge you then later on. So now is your opportunity. Don't wait till tomorrow. Now is the time of salvation. So stand if you know that you are not right with God in your heart. Stand where you are and we will pray in a second. Let me tell you, we have all done this. If you are not standing and you know the Lord, these, one of these people has done this before. We have all stood somewhere. There was a time in my life, I believed that I knew the Lord, but every single time there was an altar call, I ran to that because I said, God, there's something that's not adding up in my life and whatever is going on there, I need it. Put your pride down and stand in the presence of the Lord. He will wash your heart. He will make you new. He will send you out as a son with a purpose. You will never be the same. As much as you want, you can have. The second group of people that I want to talk to are the ones, and I love you all, <laughs> are the ones who have, have grown dim and who need a fresh breath of God. If you would stand as well, he will breathe on you. Why do you stand? It's a step of faith. It says, God, I'm going to activate my faith and I need you. I'm not going to sit in my chair because I need you, God. And I'm going to stand in the presence of God. Stand up all over this place. 
Stand up. God is inviting you to stand up. It's not done in our culture, but we need you to stand. And God will speak to your heart and He will send you. Holy. I'm so honored to be here because it's not me. I, am a, I was a broken unit and God, by His grace, He spoke to my heart and He said, Son, you're just an advocate of the lost souls. <laughs> you're nothing more. You just plead their cause. God is going to, I just want you to begin to pray in your heart. God is going to speak to you about things that need to be cut, things that need to be bound. And he said, whatever you cut, as in sin and junk in your life, it will be cut on earth, it will be cut in heaven as well. Just hand it over to him, give it away, and it will be done. It will be done. And when the devil comes to visit to remind you about it, you remind the devil of where he's going and that he has no authority over your life anymore. Jesus came to give freedom. Freedom from bondage, from shame, from guilt. We're going to pray together. Lord Jesus, just pray with me. Lord Jesus, I need you. Please forgive me from complacency, from sin, from being away from you. God, I need you in my heart. I want you to wash me. I want you to make me new. I want you to wash me clean. You are my Lord. And I will yield to you. Lord, I thank you that you've heard our prayer. The prayer of a righteous man, as now we all are, who have prayed that. We have been washed and clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. is powerful and effective. Now you can go and you can call things into order in your home, in your work, wherever you are. You can preach the gospel. I'm going to send you in Jesus' name because God wants you to love Him to know Him and to speak about Him and to go from here clothed in Him with the Spirit overshadowing you so you can go into this world and proclaim the freedom that sets the captives free in Jesus' name. Go! Run with the fire. Run with the fire. Run with the fire in Jesus' name. Bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.